baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the live version on the Get Vocal platform every Wednesday night. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How are you? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really good. It was a hot one here, humid. We're in this weird roller coaster of weather in the East Coast, but yeah. yeah. It's good. It was good until it started raining. That was kind of crazy and out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, we are doing this show every Wednesday night on the Get Vocal platform. It's a live interactive show. If you're listening to this when this comes out, obviously you get it in your favorite podcast platform. Uh, news alert that we are going to have a new Get Vocal interface that's going to give us a lot more capabilities we're going to be able to share some images with you cody and i were on there the other day testing it out and it was a lot of fun right so much fun i cannot wait for it to go live it's going to be so interactive and so there's so many things we can do with it i'm just excited to play around with it me too me too um well a couple of another news Thing that I wanted to let you guys know that I'm really excited about is this coming Monday, uh, excuse me, this coming Tuesday, because Monday's Memorial Day, I'm going to be in the audience of Wendy Williams. <laughs> I know she's opening up as things start to open up. She's opening up her audience. And I am literally a block away from the studio where Wendy Williams shoots her show. And what? I know I'm really excited to do that, partly for many reasons, because I'm a fan of the show, partly because it's the first day she's opening up the audience to regular and lastly, I think it's a good omen because we are now shopping Tags TV, y'all. We shot the TV pilot yes. and we're, yeah, and so we're shopping it around right now. And so part of a little bit of inspiration we got was from Wendy Williams for the live, uh, for our TV show. And so I thought it'd be a good omen as we're shopping it around to be in the audience as on day one when she opens up the studio audience. So that okay. should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I will report back on all that went on. Okay, let's get into it. So much to talk about. Um, our first story comes from, you know, we love a good stripper and a dance dancer. <laughs> yes, we do. Cannot get it. Unfortunately, this one comes out of Vegas and is labeled as a bad, tragic dancer <laughs> um they're calling this dancer now mind you all this was for in las vegas a strip place i'm not sure where it really was it looked like a hotel a room. hotel room yeah like yeah like a nice hotel room and these women are sitting around <coughs> excuse me as this guy is in kind of a security looking outfit right cody mm -hmm. 
Which is strange already. Okay, all right. So what happened was this guy, they're labeling him Tragic Mike. It's the Mm. perfect name for this sad video thread, according to Instinct Magazine. A certain stripper has been trending on TikTok and Twitter after people got a look at his dancing skills. And unfortunately, they weren't very impressed. Uh, The trending moment began when the TikTok account posted videos of herself and her friends sitting around a personal strip performance. According to videos she posted earlier, the group had arrived in Las Vegas for vacation. They then decided to enjoy one of the common sources of entertainment in the city. But again, they ended up not really liking what they paid for. And Cody, I don't know if you saw the video. I watched but, the whole thing. <laughs> and you name, first of all, the guy starts off, he looks Latino. He looks hot. He, you can tell he has yes. a great body. He's got a security outfit on and so my mind went to this is gonna be good right like he's high he's definitely my type of guy built and at least in my fantasy world of strippers and when he starts to perform i don't know if you knew the song it's actually our other co-host on tags podcast one of his favorite songs of all time which is hilarious i don't remember because uh, because jeremy ross lopez our co-host is a millennial and the song came out way before genuine's pony oh that's right yeah Uh, um you're horny uh, uh, (laughs) riding my my pony pony. sing it cody (laughs) we're we're out here singing today (laughs) (laughs) already we're starting early and so So that song starts off, which is a classic stripper song to dance to. So what happens is the guy starts moving and his moves are like, if you guys are watching it, it's like, you know what I like to describe it as if somebody didn't know how to dance and or when you're learning choreography and so they so choreography is like, okay, arm to the right, then you're going to do arm to the left, (laughs) then you're going to throw your arms up and then you're going to lay it out. Okay, I just gave you some choreography for you all if you're listening to this. (laughs) What he did was in the performance on stage was just that it's the talked through part that you're supposed to blend through it should be like uh 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 and and work it out out. he forgot that that moment so what's hilarious in the video is all these women are sitting there one woman's not even paying attention she's on her phone some women are filming it but there's a constant giggle in the background of a woman just she, she can't and they're all black women and they know they're what they're looking at is tragic but it's yeah you can't keep your eyes off of it what did you think it was like a train wreck and like you said you could just see him thinking the entire time oh this is what we need to do now oh and there, if you listen, there's a specific part where he's like, oh, I'm, ju- I'm doing gotta, the dance right now. Y'all. <laughs> it's very robotic and not at all what I what I would expect a, a stripper to do. The, the rhythm fairy missed his ass completely. I don't know where he got out of line or something when they were giving out rhythm. But it just goes to show that you need more than a hot body to be a stripper nowadays. You do. And it brings out, I mean, he off, he's offered a lot of entertainment. He certainly made it here over to Tags Live. And so, Bye. you know, I'm not really mad at him. He certainly looks hot. And I have been known to visit a stripper uh, scene here and there in oh, oh really oh yeah i love it i kind of like the the tell the whole... me more <laughs> and not all of them can dance and sometimes they can i'm kind of for all of them there's ones here in new york city where they simply dance and do their thing and oftentimes they're kind mm-hmm. of like maybe not as bad but kind of like that oh really and, and then they will come around the audience I'm thinking of this bar, Monster Bar, and they'll come. And if you're interested, they'll grab your hand and make you feel Mm -hmm. special and lead you to the back room where you get to have a private dance with them. Now, you know very well when you're back there in that cubicle, you don't need you don't need them to have the moves. You just want to see what the D or what? the ass. I mean, I'm just sh- saying that. Well, they show all you right. all that in the th- back in the. I need to go back in the. Uh, you back need to room go with now. me, and I'll give you all the look. <laughs> but no. But even if they're there, you can have a good time feeling their butt or 
it's okay. not there's obviously not a, a lot of room to break out in the moves to genuine they're kind of just doing their thing and i don't know do you have prerequisites for dancers that are they just have to be able to dance really honestly they oh, don't okay. even really have to have a hot body as long as they can dance i like somebody to see somebody a stripper that can actually move his body if they have a hot body you know what that's just icing on the cake but you have to be able to dance that's that's my first and foremost thing that I look for. But did you watch the whole video? In the middle of the performance, he got a phone call and the music oh. went off. Oh <laughs> no, because it was tied to his phone? Yes, it was just horrible. <laughs> I mean, that's nuts. You know, yeah. we do have to say, we do shows like this where we're Instagramming, Instagramming, have another cocktail, Steve. <laughs> and we've got our phone over like this here. Yeah. But I make sure I turn off everything. All the notifications. Yeah. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. Come on now. He's, I mean, on the other hand, he's made he's he's making the world stratosphere of laughs, yeah. and I don't know, but I'm going to post this on tagspodcast.com tomorrow and in show notes for episode 268. If you want to see this video, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. Um, just a quick gloss over since we're in Las Vegas and we're talking about strippers in other news. There <laughs> was a stripper. Um, uh, another straight hustler bar, right, Cody? Mm -hmm. The Hustler yep. Club, hustler Larry bar. Flynn's Hustler Club. That in order to continue to get people vaccinated and incentivized, because as we're as we're seeing across the country, there there's been a stagnation in people wanting to get the vaccination, and mm -hmm. people are giving people like there's lotteries going on. There's people are paying for a chance to pay for your college tuition. There's little things like get a beer at at this at a at a restaurant if you get vaccinated. Well, this place, Larry Flint's Hustler Club in Las Vegas was offering the vaccination and lo and behold it's actually working it's got people who nice. otherwise wouldn't have considered getting it to get it because a they figured they're comfortable in that place and let's face it if you're into stripper clubs and bars like i am you need yeah. to if you can you need to get vaccinated and i know most of us can and it's healthy for most of us speaking mm -hmm. but you owe it to them to get vaccinated. If you're going to get all up in some dancer's business, they're putting themselves at <laughs> risk. Really, I think they're front. They're no, my front liner. The it. That was the. <laughs> That was a good one. Uh, it's just the way you put it that made me giggle. If you're going to get all up in their business, that well, was you the know most where I want to put it. it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just saying, just saying. All right. We've got to get to this next story, though, before we get into our vulnerable voices. This next story really kind of freaked me out. There is a former porn star, you guys. I'm going to try and tell this story succinctly. There's a former porn star, gay porn star, by the he went by the name Chip Tanner. And I remember hearing about this last December. Mm -hmm. He, I think he was a gymnast too. And that resonated with me. And at mm -hmm. the time, I remember reading that he had there was a notice that he had passed away. He had died due to auto asphyxiation, which mm -hmm. was very sad in, in Nevada. I think Las Vegas as well. Wow. We're keeping it in trend. And I, I mean, I if know. we're going to do it, we're going to do it all the way. Right. And I remember hearing about that and it, it seemed tragic and I couldn't help but think of, wow, who does he leave behind and what a crazy way to go. Well, lo and behold, he's popped up in, recently and one of the sites that you know we always talk about are thirst trap sites straight up gay porn they're kind of an authority when they're reporting on on porn stars and there's a writer zach that's really up mm -hmm. on this well it turns out that former porn star gay porn star chip tanner is alive after all um last year an apparent hoax connected to his home invasion arrest, a uh, home invasion and arrest, and a conviction. And so I'll just read you a little bit about what Zach wrote about. Uh, they straight up gay porn can report today that former gay porn star Chip Tanner is alive. And if you recall, a so called friend of Chip Tanner who had identified himself as Tanner's benefactor, he wrote to straight up last year to announce that Chip Tanner 
aka Jamie Stroud, had which is his real name, had died accidentally while performing autoerotic asphyxiation on himself last December. So Tanner's body, the benefactor wrote, was found approximately 24 hours after he died in Las Vegas. And while straight up wrote that it was unable to independently confirm Tanner's death when posting the news last Christmas Eve. The writer took the benefactor at his word, and they really lay out in this article that I'm quoting from the the exchange that this benefactor and the amount of time that this guy took to kind of count uh, create a picture of that he had died, right? Well, here's where the story changes, because... Recently, um, this year, as of March 5th of this year, the writer received an email from someone purporting to be Chip Tanner, but calling themselves Jet Virgin. And the subject line read, Jamie is alive. And he included some videos of himself. Now, Cody, I don't know if you watched any of these videos, but what were your first thoughts? Okay. What were your thoughts? And describe to our audience what some of these videos contained in them to paint a picture. Okay. When I watched the videos, I was so disturbed and taken aback. Even just reading this story had me like, what is going on? Uh, Jamie, the person that's in the video, he is clearly, he's having some mental issues, I feel like, is what's going on. And he is, uh, he has cuts on his, on his hands um, that he says are from, they're electrical burns. Um, And he's describing uh, an incident with the FBI and saying that he got chased by the FBI and they've been looking for him for a very long time. I read in the article that uh, there were no uh, reports of the FBI actually being in Nevada at that time. So the legitimacy of that claim is still up in the air. It's just alleged at this time. Um, It was, go ahead, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and what we can report, according to the writer, because then he was wondering, when were these videos recorded, right? Were they recorded? Is he really still dead? Is this somebody faking, emailing Mm -hmm. now? But the writer goes on to say, as of January 15th of this year, three weeks after the death announcement, Tanner, or Stroud, his real last name, was arrested in Las Vegas on a felony home invasion charge, as well as charges of unlawful re-entry, giving a false statement to a police officer. Tanner Stroud was apparently released on bail in February, and which is when he made these videos, allegedly, Mm -hmm. and when he failed to appear at a hearing in March. A warrant was um, issued for his arrest, and... He did end up uh, sometime between mid-March and mid-April. Tanner Stroud was apprehended or turned himself back in because he was back in court. This is reported on April 16th to plead guilty to a reduced misdemeanor charge. The home invasion charge appears to have been dropped and he was sentenced to 10 10 days in jail. Uh, that's kind of where it's no one's heard from him since the writer goes on to say that he's emailed that initial benefactor, you know, the one that Mm -hmm. we told you about that initially reported on Tanner's death, no response from him. He also replied back to this person alleging to be Tanner Stroud and never got a response back. He will continue to report back as we will, because it's, kind of crazy right it's so out of this world and it's so sad if you watch the videos he's he's weeping and it's just so it pulls at your heartstrings because it's so heart-wrenching to see this man go through what i can only assume is a mental breakdown and it just further highlights how how mental health in this country and day and age needs to be taken more seriously this is i can't understand how this man is not getting the help that he needs because yeah, yes, somebody but, even mentioned that it might be Graves' disease. What were you going to say? Yeah, some let's t- people have talked about because if they just looked at the video, I'll mm-hmm. put this link up on Tag's podcast. But if you look at these videos, his eyes seemingly are somewhat sunken and enlarged. 
not the pupils, mm-hmm. but maybe the pupils too, but just the eyes in general, which sometimes has been associated with Graves' disease or yes. Lyme disease, perhaps. Um, others have, there was commentary that said, oh, is he on drugs? Is this yeah. somebody meth? There was marks on his hands that seemingly are unexplainable. He is jumping around, though, in the videos about explaining his story and that a lot of it doesn't seem to make sense at all. And then to your point, though, about mental illness, it's just there's a lot of loose ends about this alleged benefactor who had a first and last name that what was... Tanner hasn't been in porn in several years. So what was the purpose of then reporting back? It's just, there's a lot of loose ends. That's all we got for you. Yeah. Any other last remarks that you wanted to say on this before we move on or just, yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope my heart goes out to him and I hope he's okay. Yes. As we get more information, we will report back on this developing story and we wish him well Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we wanted to talk about the story that Cody brought to my attention. And apparently in, in Vulnerable Voices, our longstanding ta- uh, segment that we've done since we started the show, and where we get a little bit deeper. And this one I couldn't help but not notice when you brought it to my attention. Essentially, you said there was uh, Instagram and a Twitter thread going on mm-hmm. of people questioning is kink at pride acceptable? And people have been going on this debate on Twitter, essentially saying, should we not be making pride accessible to all people and not having kink or any kind of sexual activity happening mm-hmm. at pride? Now, Cody, you know the story a little bit more than I do, but when you read this, did you mean, did they mean pride as in the pride parade? I think they mean pride in general, but specifically the pride parade. Okay. And there's been a lot of debate when I read the Twitter thread going on about accessibility to all as families are there and what Mm -hmm. people will ultimately think of ours. But of course, a lot of other people had other things to say about it. What was your general consensus in a nutshell of why people were up in arms and why were they on both sides of our upcoming pride like and and lastly i know this is the lie but why <laughs> is there a lot of emphasis right now on the pride other than it's coming up i think that people are so up in arms about it because they want the inclusive inclusivity of things of a pride has been kind of missing it's just been as far as what is transcribed to the public is uh it's just one specific type of gay person and they do this one specific type of thing and they want to include everyone. But my feeling on this is you make your pride what you want your pride to be. Pride is for everyone. At the end of the day, if you want to go out and blow six guys in the back alley, keep it in the back alley where there's no kids. No kids are supposed to be in the back alley, guys. Um, (laughs) Or in the back room or in the bathroom stall. If you want to wear a jock strap in the Pride Parade, it's not up to me. I I want to wear a jock strap in, in the Pride Parade. I would be honored if somebody asked me to to wear a jock strap in the Pride Parade. It's not up to me to raise someone else's kids and teach them about jock straps. My kids, when I have kids, they're gonna know what a jock strap is. They're gonna be washing my clothes and they're gonna see the jock strap in the in the in the laundry and they're gonna say, Dad, what is this? And I'm gonna say, Son, that's a jockstrap. <laughs> Where have you been? Right. And we've and and, the, and many of us gays, myself included, I know I was talking kind of off topic, but I met a guy and I went home with him and we had a nice mm-hmm. night. We're going to have a date uh, soon. But when I was, apparently he didn't notice at the night when I went home with him, but the next morning I was putting my underwear on. Okay, not underwear, my jockstrap on. And he said, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And he was going to pull up the shade to his window which apparently faced a major street and he said oh okay you don't have underwear there i said no i have a chalk strap and for a two seconds i almost felt like oh sh- ashamed kind of but i yeah. got over it and he didn't make me feel bad about it it was something in my internalized head and it's something i wrote on my notes is we let a lot of other people 
and I think it's kind of my point here. We let a lot of other people dictate what pride means to us. And to your point, pride is something personal to every person. So when you let other people, whether it's businesses, there's a great SNL skit that happened last weekend on Mm -hmm. the episode where pride's back and they do this great skit on pride and how it's overblown and how essentially there's you know people are always um things like i drank too much or mm-hmm. you know he didn't call me back I, and we I over yeah yeah and then lastly it's the businesses that are like deutsche bank is always yeah. sponsoring and who, who the f is deutsche bank and what do they have to do with pride and you know so it's funny so those were some of my thoughts that it is a personal thing pride yes, um, for sure yeah, and the other thing. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I wrote is yeah so I wrote so many people telling us what pride is supposed to mean to us but to me also part of being prideful I was talking about it yesterday on Clubhouse is I got into the BDSM culture and learned Mm -hmm. a lot about the culture of wearing leather and the community that is the BDSM culture and to me that made me feel more prideful and part of a community than ever before. Yeah. A lot of it is wearing leather jock straps and so on and so forth. Is Am I going to let somebody tell me that that's not... And I've been... The one time I was on a pride float was for mm-hmm. the Eagle Bar. And I had so much fun. Am I going to let somebody tell me that that's too much or should, I should tone that down? I don't think so. I don't no, know. What are your I thoughts on you that? Should. I really honestly don't think you should. For me, pride is all about letting my hair down, my gay ass hair down. It's a towel that I got from my bathroom, just like it was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it means that I, I get to be me unabashedly in a world that is normally for straight white gay men. I mean, yeah. straight white men. So that's it's really the only time where I feel like the world is for me. So I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And I'm not going to let anyone shame me into thinking any differently. It's an interesting debate that's been launched on Twitter because most of it seems to be between our own community. And I can't help but think when we fight within our own community, we're Mm -hmm. not doing anybody a disservice. I don't know where this thread originated from, but to your point, pride is what you make it. Mm -hmm. And Twitter wars are not the way you're only going to offend and tell somebody that their lifestyle choice is wrong. And often when that's coming from your own people, it hurts more. I can't help but think of back in the seventies, the, the infamous San Francisco Castro street fair Mm -hmm. came about and they didn't like what was going on with the Folsom street fair 
and okay. the, uh, no, excuse me, not the Folsom Street Fair, the leather community. So in other words, they didn't really want them. This is documented in Folsom Forever, a really great documentary that you can watch. And what they were essentially saying in that documentary was when the Castle Street Fair came about, Harvey Milk started it. I don't mm-hmm. think it was him. Many of the gays, not all of them, but many of the gays didn't want the leather gays to kind of come over to the Castro Street over. Fair because uh-huh. they it was at the height of the AIDS epidemic and they didn't want to be associated. They didn't want to be associated with that, not because they didn't care about them, but because they thought you guys, by your lifestyle... What? created yes by your lifestyle choices in other words sex positive created this hiv problem that we have what? now and it's documented in this and it's not all believe me it's not all gays it's but it was a a war that was happening and i was really fired up about it when i saw this again it's fulsome forever um, Mike Schiff is the director he since passed on but i was fortunate to interview him but he it's documented in this and you know i in one sense i was enraged by that Mm -hmm. again the it would almost be the same kind of war the twitter wars that are happening now about what's going on but back then however it i couldn't get so mad at it too because aids nobody was helping and addressing from government the aids epidemic at the time so to me yeah, I think I could be enraged because I would have definitely been more, I think, for the leather side, but I don't know. I don't know. And it's hard for me yeah. to get so upset and put myself in that. I don't know. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, So yeah. it's hard to kind of say what side of the fence you would be on right now and as, as opposed to living in the moment. So, But I think right now we need to – I think people are very hung up on making pride for everyone. And if they want pride to be for everyone, then that includes the leather people. That includes the dykes on bikes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore, but I said it. <laughs> I think so. That's what they're called. So yeah. that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that Feel includes- free to correct us. We always are willing to change if we exactly. are corrected. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you better it, back it up. It means the muscle boys that are on the floats at that. They're. Pride is for the, those people as well. It's for the families and it's for those. I think a lot of this is coming, stemming from making pride safe for people are coming out younger and younger. So those they want those kids to feel safe at pride. So and I completely understand that. But don't try and hamper my expression of my sexuality and myself by putting your child into the to the mix. I'm going to do everything I can to be respectful to your child while they're there, but there are certain spaces your child should not be in at the end of the day. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And pride, you gotta make it what it is for you and you can't get so it is gonna it's we are evolving in some ways we just the LGBTQ is becoming more mainstream, but in other ways they're not. When there's yeah. a death of a trans person seemingly every day that is yeah. not even reported on, with there's a big problem. And we're gonna talk about police in a little bit here in just a second, but you uh, can't ignore that it's it's evolving all the time i mean just before we went live here i glanced at my phone and there was pride celebration and it was all these parties happening that have nothing to well they do have stuff to do with pride but they're not related to pride they're with their dance parties where guys are going to be having their shirts off and stuff's going to be happening there it's how some people um, the one thing I will say is if you if you're never experienced a pride parade, just the traditional pride parade, I did in San Francisco, and my first pride is very memorable to me. And I had okay. people that really knew the history of it and took me under their wings. And that was very special to me. I since Aww. World World Pride was the other one that just happened in New York yeah. a few years ago, and it was very, very special here in New York City. Aside from that, though, I have some just great memories of um, times when I haven't celebrated and times when I partied. Uh, The last thing I'll say about it is it's a great month to learn about history. And there's so many things out there right now from Pose 
to FX's current docu series that happens um, that's been happening. It's in six parts, and you Pride. can find it. Pride. You can find out yeah. about that. There's a great great show on netflix right now about halston where you can find out about the great legendary gay designer halston we could go on and on there's Folsom forever where you could learn about the leather community by mike yeah. chef i mean we could really go on and on i'm listing i kind of want to ask you how you feel about um halston being played by a straight guy you know, I don't mind it because I think the actor is such a good one. And um, what what's his name? He was Ewan it, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I don't mind that. It's not a that it doesn't bother me. I think when we can search for great gay actors to fill the roles, mm -hmm. we should do it. But I don't think your resume should say gay actor and then you should mm -hmm. immediately only these people in this pile should only be get the part i don't mm -hmm. really think that way i think the best person and i think ewan mcgregor as i've heard has done a great job and from what i've heard it's it's a it's not a flattering role at all times because okay. he wasn't the most nice person all the time he was ruthless but mm -hmm. i don't know i i think it doesn't bother me you I just think there are so many talented gay actors out there that one of them should have got the opportunity. But I, I will watch it and then I will give you my opinion on whether or not he was the correct pick for that. And it's a deeper conversation, I think, that we can continue yeah. to have on a future show. Yeah. And I love that for you for mentioning that. Um, any comments before we move on about Pride and this debate? Greg said that he just read today that in Chicago, Pride is being moved to October. Ooh, okay. Which I think is a shame. Yeah. Um, and he said something about wearing a jock strap. Did he not? I would be more oh, yeah. than willing to wear my black leather jock strap to Pride. Greg, you and me both could wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want the pictures, okay? <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Well, this is a great time to move on to our next story, which is kind of related. You know, there's been this whole debate here in New York City with our pride. The organizers of it, Heritage of Pride, have announced that they do not are forbidding the New York Police Department from participating in the pride parade now mm -hmm. many of you might know that the new york police department has always had a placeholder as the fire department in the new uh pride parade they've marched they've also had security well this year essentially heritage of pride decided that they don't want police officers at least until 2025 i know that, so I have a lot to say about this. Uh, Start they, us off. A lot of it has to do with Black Lives Matter and what's happened mm -hmm. in the last year. And a lot of it, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this right now, a lot of it yeah. also has to do, I just know the reasoning, is because so many LGBTQ people, uh, there's they've been documented, have been mm -hmm. harassed or threatened by police in general in the last year or several years actually not just yep. now uh and so that is sort of their reasoning i think the idea though of because there's a whole group of new york police officers that I, I don't have the name in front of me but that are of lgbtq uh, they go by the acronym and they often march in the parade and somebody was quoted as saying it was like a slap in the face to not have a part in the parade. To me, I don't really understand this thinking and to me it doesn't push the needle forward in terms of solution. It's sort of redactive in a lot of ways and stagnant mm. the conversation. I. It also seems like the fact that they would even state until maybe 2025 seems like you're talking to a little kid and you're punishing them. Maybe if you're good by 2025, <laughs> we'll talk about it and we'll revisit the situation and this kind of shaming thing. And I'm like, okay, I get what's happening in, in the world, but so, and so what they're going to have is trained people, security, security yeah 
but in the volunteers. but what I also didn't appreciate too was they said unless in the event of something severe, then we will call on the police. So it's like, oh, okay, I get it. So when we yeah. really think we need them, we'll call on you. And I'm kind of like, you know, this is the. It doesn't. It seems. I don't know, stagnant and not uh, um, pushing the needle positively forward at all, in my opinion. I don't know. What were your thoughts? I'm kind of on the other side of the fence about it. I totally see where this is coming from. I I think it's this, a decision, like you said, that's in direct response of everything that's been going on this past year. Um, and not only that, but also with the brutality that gay people received during Stonewall, which is the the inception of Pride and uh, the reason that Pride is actually happening. So I can see where this is coming from. I hope that the police, the police department looks at this and says, maybe we should make some changes and kind of work with the community more and so that they can march in 2025. And they're not saying that the police officers march into uh in the parade they're saying they can't do it in uniform so correct but there was always a presence almost uh, there was a community uh, yeah. uh, an actual name for these police officers that were i think that they marched correct in the parade yeah, yeah. oh i remember seeing them in the parade several times so if we're about inclusivity everything's about inclusivity right now we're now doing the heritage of pride to me is doing the opposite of we're in a year right now of inclusivity this is the opposite and not and not even giving those that are of lgbtq acronym that like oh so now we need to which many of them are on the front lines and are fighting for our rights every day. Mm -hmm. It, it just seems like a great opportunity for heritage of pride to have come to the New York police department and had a conversation way ahead of time in to lay out some of these things and done something with the press a whole press junket on mm -hmm. a new movement, maybe that would culminate in 2025 with a whole geared effort that could have been culminated. So when we got to Pride here, instead of uh, excluding them, excluding, okay, and putting that out there like, no, no, it's it. Didn't doesn't seem like growth to me at all. It seems like punishment, and the word mm. and and I hear your point about yeah. where Stonewall began, but we've included the police since then, and those police officers aren't the same police officers. Yes, but it could could have been such a great step forward towards positivity and a unification of a new department. Like if they had already been talking about this before, instead I heard that organizer of heritage of pride and he rubbed me the wrong way when i saw his press thing about it and i just thought you are so behind and and just it seemed snitty to me and not at all the way i think at all i think it's completely wrong and will backfire in a lot of ways that's i stand by that theory but we want to hear from you and I you're I on the opposite you're saying, side, yeah. <laughs> but I think that, and I'm gonna—I got to get this in. Uh, I think that get it in, get it. They in. are listen—they are listening to the will of the people, and I think that the optics of having the pride parade, uh, the police march in the pride parade, would not look. It wouldn't look good, and I—I—it's a difficult decision, and I understand it because I like—I see your point. I definitely think that people should be able to march in pride, like police officers, everybody should, right? Yeah. But at this point in time, in this in this year, where we had so many riots yes. opposing the police, that I it's it's just not fathomable. I can only see the reactions in my head of the police officers marching in pride. Well, it's there's never not, a right time. There's good. never a right time for a change, a major change. I don't think stopping and saying not until maybe 2025, there better be a plan behind that then that yeah. is work with them or a handout to what can we do together. From what I read, it was just you are not uh, you're forbidden to participate with many of them, particularly in New York City that yeah. are of LGBTQ 
felt like it was a slap in the face. And I don't know. I just kind of agree with that. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. Do you want the last well, word? I'll give you the last word. <laughs> Get the last word in. Okay. You know, I was chomping at the bit. Um, <laughs> just, I just want to point out that it's uh, brutality against uh, our people, gay people in the Pride Parade is still going on with police. Because just in the past couple of years, I don't know if it was last year, I was looking for it. That's what I was trying to read. But that a group of people were pepper sprayed by the police. Yeah, no, no doubt so there is a lot. Still, of, it's still happening. Oh, yeah. So. And by all means, I that was one of the points that I had made, that there is brutality. There is, you know, when so daily it seems there's another trans person that is murdered and the police don't seem to be doing yeah. enough about it or acknowledging it even there's been slurs thrown at there was a recent uh, police cam that documented a police officer in not here in new york but somewhere using that f mm -hmm. word towards you know which one i'm talking about that yeah. we don't like and so yeah no, it's not i don't discount any of that i just yeah. think this maybe wasn't the wisest but i hear you and we want to hear from you too on this heated it's conversation. a very difficult decision and i'm glad that they're sticking to their guns so and it's that time as we wrap up our favorite thirst trap moment i just put it in the comments section <laughs> thank uh, you darling. each week from straight up gay porn again there's a our favorite thirst trap, 21 porn stars, uh, 22 of them actually took some of the hottest videos of the week and pictures. And it's our job to describe which one got us thirsty. And I will post this uh, on Tag's podcast. We want you to weigh in. Um, I guess I'll start. I'm, I was so conflicted on this one. There was so many. There's a guy by, that so goes by many. Big Dick Fig who <laughs> had this, has the most beautiful. I don't even like those neck tattoos that cover the whole neck. It works on him. him now. I love his dick. It's thick. It's meaty. He seems like a nice guy, too. Look at me. It seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but notice no. D'Angelo Jackson, who's been on our show before. Bitch, don't steal really mine, okay? <laughs> Cal Calvin Banks. Calvin Banks is sitting on a bathtub with a huge dildo looking like he's ready to sit on it, looking down on us, and he's got a come-hither look that I cannot wish. But my favorite goes to... Is it this one? I almost have to press play to... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Christian Styles, at Christ, Christian underscore Sty, S-T-Y, Christian underscore Sty. And... He is with somebody else in this video. I'm watching it right now on my screen. And he's giving head to this really hot guy. And then... Oh, and Chris Damned. Chris Damned. Yeah. And damn. And then he does a whole foot fetish moment where he's sucking and licking, smelling the guy's Chris Damned's sexy feet. Or maybe it's the other one. And then the video goes on where they... One sitting on a couch on top of the other one's dick, and it's the best fucking. They're having a lot of fun writing. He's writing. I don't know who who is. Sorry, I don't know which one's writing. Who Chris Styles might be writing. Chris Damned. Yeah, I don't know who is who. Let me see. Okay, yeah, Chris <laughs> Styles is writing. Chris Damned because Chris Damned has the tattoos, and okay. it's really really hot. Okay, what's your favorite? That's my favorite, though. It's really hot. I just watched the video. Did I describe it okay? I was like, um, it's, when it's I have my other suits. screen, I, I have to, I can't see your face because I'm looking <laughs> exactly. at it. Exactly. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is D'Angelo Jackson. Yeah. Um, I've had a huge crush on him for a very, very long time. And he's just mm -hmm. so adorable. And he spread eagle on a bed and he is playing with his nipples. It's a video. He's playing with his nipples and his dick is just getting progressively harder and harder and harder. And then he starts to masturbate. And it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> the nipple play and the correlation to his dick and him looking in the 
his face. Uh, D'Angelo is like a winner. And he was so nice when he was on this show or my previous show, Sex I'm with like, Stevie. I've never met him. I- Sorry. <laughs> when he was on Sex with Stevie, he was um, couldn't have been nicer. And Aww. so, again, not the niceness. Uh, Greg says, I love D'Angelo Jackson, too. Yes, exactly. And he says Dalton Riley, too, because Dalton R- Riley has on. Dalton Riley is my second favorite on this one. He has on these tight black leather or vinyl pants, and they are so sexy, Steve. Oh. I want these pants. I want what's in those pants. Don't okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> when Greg said he watched the video, too, that I was talking about, and it's so hot. Yeah. Yes, it's like this amazing clip. Again, we will post these thirst traps on tagspodcast.com beginning tomorrow around noon. So check it out. And we want you to weigh in. Well, this is their time. Um, yeah. This is the end of your session, Cody Maurice Doggett. <laughs> I'll see you next week. In therapy. Hello. In therapy. <laughs> My new favorite show, In Therapy. Yeah. I, I think of myself as a therapist in my mind but cody actually is a life coach and you can follow him on his life coaching at kmd coaching if you're looking to relationships or your career cody is your man at kmd coaching or his regular instagram at mr more east mr more east don't forget to follow us at tags podcast at tags podcast. That's right. And DM us for sex advice or relationship advice. We got your back. All right. We're back next week with a brand new show. We want to thank you. Thanks so much for playing. Thank you. Thanks everybody. Cody. So fun. Thank you, Steve. Always yeah. a great time with you. Absolutely. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and partnership with MGM Northfield Park.